You're listening to the Set Life Podcast with Reed Petre. The only weekday show dedicated to news, tech, tips, and techniques on all things cinematography. What's up, friends, and welcome to the Set Life Podcast. Today's episode is all about uh, lighting an effective green screen. Uh, So I'm going to give you four techniques here that I've found extremely helpful when approaching green screen situations and how to light them. So let's get into it. Uh, First one is um, the minimum you want to use is two identical lights on either side. Uh, this ensures that you've got a similar color temp um, and a similar type of light, similar uh, feel of light, right? Um, you, you can do it with two different types of lamps, but um, the quality of the light, the color of the light might uh, vary depending on those units. Uh, if they're LED from the same company, right? that is going to be better than having LED from different companies or combining something like an LED with a fluorescent or LED with tungsten. Um, one thing to note with tungsten is that uh, the age of the bulb can affect color temp as well. So um, just being aware of that and trying to get them to match as close as possible. The minimum is two lights, but uh, I, I do recommend having four um, for each corner or uh, softer light, which we'll get into in the next uh, technique. So second technique is uh, the bigger the light spread, the better. Um, this will ensure the same brightness over the uh, over the the area, the whole area, so that you're not having a <clears throat> you're not having a Fresnel that's spotted or even medium, where you get a hot spot in the middle, right? And it kind of fades out to the edges, um, putting a Fresnel on full flood, or getting something like a uh, LED panel or a Kino Flow, something that's a, it's a bigger source uh, that is going to create a nicer um, a gradient over the entire green screen and your brightness values aren't going to vary as much. Uh, And if you've got two of them on either side, then you're looking pretty good depending on how large uh, the actual green screen is, right? Uh, And how much space you need to cover. Uh, Another thing to think about too is uh, the inverse square law, where the closer the light is to the green screen, the more um, you're going to see the fall off of that light, right? So... Um, if you've got enough firepower with your green screen and with your light, um, then the backing your light up, right, um, can create a much nicer fall off of the light and, and create a uh, more s- overall the same lighting values over the whole thing. Uh, it's just got better spread that way. And yeah, um, third thing, third tip is that you don't want your green screen to be too bright or too dark. You want it kind of in the middle. Um, if you're thinking about it in terms of 
uh, false color or a waveform. You know, I like to I like to do a green screen at a 40 to 50 IRE. Uh, you don't want it too bright because that bounce from the green screen is going to affect your actors and the surfaces around it. Uh, you're going to have nasty kind of green spill around them. That's just unneeded, right? Like it doesn't need to be that bright and you don't need to have all that bounce coming back. Uh, and then uh, secondly, if it's too dark, you're going to start to add uh, noise to it and it's going to be tougher to key out that green. You're going to have artifacts. It's going to be weird, um, especially if you're working, if you've got your camera set to a higher ISO. Uh, that would be another tip. Additional tip is that you want to keep your ISO on your camera lower, but that's not anything to do with lighting. Um, that is just a camera thing. But yeah, um, you know, having your green screen right in that middle 40 to 50 IRE will kind of ensure that uh, that it's that it's good. Uh, unless you've got your camera way cranked up by a gain. But again, that's camera settings. That's not lighting. Um, and then fourth, um, the easiest technique to find out if the light is the same over the entire green screen, that you've got the same values over it, as uh, false color. Um, so if you've got uh, your digital camera, it's going to have some sort of false color. Um, if you're using maybe a DSLR of some sort, it's got zebra. It doesn't have false color, but it has zebra. You can actually set your zebra to that 4050 IRE, and you can actually you know, check to see if the zebra is over that entire green screen or if there's areas where maybe the top corner, the bottom corner is uh, slightly brighter or darker than the rest of the image. Um, and you can adjust it and just creating a, uh, a constant light value over the entire green screen is going to help with the keying process um, and just create a better overall uh, uh, visual effects. So that is it for today for uh, lighting techniques to create um, amazing green screens and that you can take onto your next production. Um, I hope you enjoyed it, friends. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Have questions? Email the setlifepodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review and subscribe wherever you get this podcast.